Today on In Conversation, I'm joined by, I'm joined, <laughs> if I can spit it out, by Serena Parry. Serena is one of Australia's leading and most qualified Ayurvedic practitioners. Serena has been a devotee to the principles or the Vedic principles of Ayurveda um, for a number of years now after she studied with Deepak Chopra and was world of Ayurveda was opened up to Serena. Serena went on to heal herself through the application of these practices of some fairly significant physical and emotional uh, health issues that she had been experiencing that she really thought at some point was, you know, is this going, is this going to, to be uh, the end of my life? Is 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 what is the quality of my life if I continue to experience these health issues I've had? Uh, so I am super excited to have Serena join today and share her magic and literally her medicine um, around her journey. And if you were in the slightest bit interested in Ayurveda and the benefits of it, or what it's about, or what it offers, or where it originated from, then you are in for a treat today. So sit back, get comfortable, and enjoy this episode of In Conversation. I don't know how to stop. Good morning. How are you, Serena? Thank you for joining me. Hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> Today. How are you, Nat? Yeah, I'm wonderful. Thank you. How are you? Awesome. Amazing. Awesome. Today I am joined by Serena Parry. Serena and I met probably nearly a year ago, I would say. Mm. It was the first time I was exposed to Serena. Through exposed. Uh, I love that. Exposed to. <laughs> you poor thing. <laughs> I think it was a lucky and fortuitous coincidence. Uh, Serena was and I were working with the same coach. Um, mm -hmm. which was a beautiful meeting and it turned into something that has we have worked together and we have shared lots of ideas together and I like to think that uh, Serena has been like this really meeting you was like this such this little kismet moment for me oh I'm re I really like uh, so Serena is an Ayurvedic practitioner and I have had an interest in Ayurveda since we travelled to India. I knew a little bit about it before then, but we travelled to India and we were in southern India and, wow, it is like just don't worry about if you have a health ailment in southern India and you ask for help, you get sent off to an Ayurvedic practitioner. It's not mm -hmm. a doctor. It's someone who comes from this holistic perspective and for me, for some of the things that were happening when we were traveling, it was just like, oh my God, this, I can never get rid of this. And I got, I managed to deal with that health ailment really quickly. So for me, I was like completely converted to yeah. this way of dealing with our health. Mm. So Serena, you had like some really prevalent and persistent health issues like anxiety and depression you cured yourself of something that you were told by and no criticism of western medicine here it's just sometimes the scope is really limited right 
So yeah. Serena managed to cure herself of like some fairly chronic health conditions that had been persistent for most of her life within six months. Mm-hmm. That was enough of motivation for you to then go and study with Deepak Chopra, which anyone who's been involved in any sort of spirituality knows knows the man Deepak. Mm-hmm. Then you returned here to Australia. You did two more years of study into the practice of this holistic health system. You now run your own clinic, your own practice, and you run, what is it, four, two, three retreats a year now? Yeah, it depends on COVID and how kind that wants to be to me, but um, the old, let's go with three at the moment. Let's go with three <laughs> where people can fingers come crossed. and learn, fingers crossed, the where rest people of the year. can come and learn how to implement this way of managing and working with their health mm. to create some pretty amazing outcomes for themselves. Absolutely. And then be in the beautiful benefit of being supported by you for what, another two or three months after that? Yeah. So with this, what I found was um, for me, I've probably spent about $200,000 on personal development yeah. over the years. And the thing that stood out for me is the difference between really making it a sustained change and not yes. was whether I had support in implementation with it yep. because it's all well and good to go away for four days um, and, you know, immerse yourself in yes. whatever it is that you're doing at the time at that retreat yeah. or workshop or program. Yeah. But it's really about how can I then take that back home and implement it in a way that is right for me. And that's so different for everybody. Um, It's really hard to be able to to do that because once we get home, we've got all the distractions of work and family. Um, And so I I felt like that was a really important piece. In fact, maybe even the most important part because I didn't want this to be something where people went away for four days, did a whole bunch of yoga and meditation and then went back home to life as normal I really wanted this to be a lifelong change for people yeah. and their families yeah. um, and so I really feel like this is a way of being able to do that because then they know they're not alone yeah. in that integration when they get home and in that support yeah. they know that I'm there holding their hand as they're trying to then yeah. work that into their already busy schedules usually um, yeah. and so yeah I'm really finding that that's the difference between people being able to create long-term change and make this a lifelong thing because also it's not, as you know, with Ayurveda, it's not about going away and doing a detox or something for four days and then going back to life as normal. This is literally when people become advocates of it, it's it's part of your life. You integrate it into your life for the rest of your life. Um, And so it's a way that I can really help people to be able to do that, I guess. Yeah. And so the thing I found super curious about this is that like, I knew that it was a health management system, right? But when I got to India, I'm like, basically, I felt like the experience we had in Southern India was this is just how health is managed. Like it is just, I don't think I could have found a doctor in Western medicine Mm. if I tried, but, it, you know, for men, like they have entire hospitals, like yeah. hospitals that are devoted to this way of managing and treating and working with our health. It's really beautiful, actually. In India, they have, um, you're right, the, 
the whole system is based around Ayurveda and they don't even know it as that that it's so part of their way of life that when I speak to my Indian friends and um, people in my network here that are Ayurvedic doctors and practitioners from India um, yeah they they don't know anything else but that you know they treat things with turmeric and herbs and spices and it's just part of their everyday life but I really love that doctors there, they do, they go through a, a medical degree. I was going to say similar to here, but not really. Yeah. I think the only thing similar about it is the timeframe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but everything they learn is around holistic health, preventative health. medicine. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's integrated in everything. So they learn surgery still. They learn about childbirth. They learn yeah. all of the things that a normal medical doctor here would learn but from the perspective of holistic health and, and yeah. prevention and, and how to actually make it, as I said, a, a lifelong thing for people. So I did consider at one point going to India for five years yeah. and, and doing that. Yeah. But I don't think my um, seven-year-old and 13-year-old would be too happy. About it. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've done the next best thing, which is two years of diploma study here and then yeah. doing my advanced diploma. And it's, to be honest, it's, it's been taught by a doctor who has 30 years of experience in the industry who comes yeah. from there and and gives us the, the closest thing that we can get to that here in Australia because we also yeah. have a lot of different regulations and rules about, um, there's, I don't know if you experience it, but there's certain traditional things in Ayurveda that we're definitely not, um, I wouldn't be doing in my clinic, put it that yeah. way. <laughs> They still do bloodletting in parts of India as a, yeah. as a medical treatment to purify yeah. the blood as an example. And that's not yeah. happening here. I don't think anytime no. soon. So yeah, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> maybe, maybe I could start a whole trend. Maybe you could. Bloodletting with you leeches know. or something. That's right. You could. Who <laughs> maybe knows? that'll be the latest, the latest wellness craze. <laughs> you can like start. Exactly. Call it yeah. something new and um, you'll be right up there. And... Call it some cool, funky name yeah. and then everyone will be on board with it. That's right. It'll be a new form of, you know, why would we pay homage to what's already there in the history of something? We'll just, you know, create something new here. Yeah. So for you, like, you know, I suppose to people who don't have an exposure to what Aveda is, what the basis of it is. Yeah. And I know it's a big topic, but do you feel like you could give a... (laughs) Nice eye roll there. Yeah, a big topic. For those who can't see us. I know. Well, it is, and it's like, it is, you yeah. know, I feel I'm like, okay, I'm being cheeky, but for those people who don't understand or may be a little bit unsure about what the principles are, mm. do you think you could do a quick? Yes. I've uh, gotten pretty good at that over the years. It's taken me a while to refine that. Ten days where I still can't even say Ayurveda. Like I did a live video the other day yeah. and I could even say I've ate on the video because yeah. oh, most people get quite embarrassed because they're like oh I don't even know how to say it I'm like it's all good we're all in the same boat <laughs> um yeah so I think really and the great thing is I've actually formulated all this into like a five-step framework for this exact reason yes because when I learn it and it's like anything the more I learn about it the more the deeper the level it's like going into a rabbit hole it's yeah. thinking oh, I, I know so much about it, but really there's, I don't really know anything. <laughs> it feels like when I get to that next level and there's another level, another like, level, like how far I take this. Where was I practicing up until now? Yeah. But um, yeah, the, the main things are, is that it works on 
the fact that we all are unique. We're all born with a unique blueprint uh, and a completely individual um, at birth. And so every single client I speak to is on a unique program based on their unique body type. So we might even be able to copy a a questionnaire into here if anyone's interested. But usually the first step for people that really have no um, knowledge of or understanding and are curious to find out more. Yeah. I get them to fill out a questionnaire. Yeah. Um, and what the questionnaire does, it's like very, quite basic, but often with our bodies and our health, it's like so intangible. It's really hard to, to put some sort of quantification on it. And I think yeah. for people, yeah. even though it's a, it's a label, people yeah. are craving that because a lot of the time, there's so much uncertainty for them around why am I the way that I am and why do I do these certain things? Why do I respond to stress in certain ways or yeah. why do I communicate? And it really gives peace of mind around that. And, and for me, it did. It was like, oh, I actually understand now why I'm the way that I am and why I respond a certain way to even food, to exercise, you know, why, as an example, I used to slog it. I don't know. Have you done Bikram yoga before? Yes. So I'm not trying to slog Bikram yeah. yoga, but it's definitely no. not for me. And I tried yeah. to be an advocate of it and I would go with friends. And this is a great example of the body yeah. types in action is that I'd go with friends. They would leave their feeling amazing and I would be drained. I would usually get sick after it. Yeah. Um, I get cold sores when my immunity is really low, yeah. which thankfully I don't really get anymore, but I'd yeah. get cold sores um, and I would, I'd want to sleep for a couple of days. And I'm like, okay. It's because I'm, I'm high vata and I don't yeah. suit that type of exercise. No, that type yeah. of exercise actually drains me. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I need, I need more nourishing grounding and centering yeah. and, and slow, but a kapha body type is someone that would thrive with Bikram yoga yes. because they need stimulation and yeah. they need, um, they get a lot of stagnation in the body. So they need that. Yeah. Um, I think that's the first thing is that it really gives people an understanding about their individuality and why they are the way they are and how they yeah. can tailor a lifestyle to fit that. So many things out there, I think, are one size fit all. Um, and for me, it really, for the first time, gave me something that was unique to me um, and an understanding of how I could then tailor even my exercise to be able to suit something yeah. that I wanted and that made me feel good. Not what people were telling me to do, which was go slog out in the gym for an yeah. hour every day. That's never going to work for me. No. Um, So that's the first thing. And the second thing is that it's, and I challenge people on this. So if anyone's listening to this and find something more holistic, please let me know what it is. Because I honestly haven't found anything. I'm not, that's not to say there isn't anything more holistic out there, but um, majority of the time people are dealing with the the body um, and there's so much more to us, as you know, we're multidimensional beings but yet sometimes when it comes to our health, we treat ourselves as one dimensional. Yes. And so a lot of women, probably at least one woman a week will come to me and say, but I feel like I'm doing all the right things. I'm eating well, I'm drinking a load of water. You know, I'm going to the gym for an hour and a half. Um, I stopped a day. eating carbs. <laughs> I don't do this. Yeah. yeah. And they're literally tearing their hair out because they're going, yeah. but I feel like I'm doing all the right things. I'm not getting the result for the effort I'm putting in. Why fucking bother, to be honest? Yes. And fair enough. Yeah. Um, so really it's about for people understanding that, well, one is not just doing things for the body. Um, and two is that we need to consider the 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 spiritual, mental and emotional piece and that was actually what was the thing that turned it around for me other than the the yeah. the um firstly having a program that actually 
fit my body type. The second thing mm. was I realized for years I'd not even ever looked at the emotional, spiritual or mental. I'd spent my entire life focusing on the physical. Yeah. And so even when I did make progress, it wasn't sustainable because I was having accumulating so much emotional toxicity in my yeah. in, in in my physiology that it would yeah. bring back physical health issues anyway yeah so I think that's the other way it's really powerful is that it's just so holistic like every program I have a client on is really dealing with not just what are we doing to get your body back into balance mm. but your mind and emotions as well and that's what makes it sustainable I feel because then if we're accumulating toxicity of any kind then our health is not sustainable and that's why when people no. go on diets that some diets can be good but that's why inevitably they're often yeah. not sustainable long term because people are still feeling really angry and bitter and resentful about their relationship or um you know they're harboring a ton of trauma emotional yeah. trauma from something yep. that is held within the body as well body. so yeah i hope that answers your question it does it does oh, look and I I I you know I suppose that's the biggest thing that appeals to me it's like it's not just looking at you and being like oh well we'll give you this thing yeah it's the way of asking you you know where are you at mm. and then even in the way that um if you're having like physical treatment how that's carried out to be let's move the anger away from the body let's use these you know this type of compound or these this yeah. these herbs together like this in this way because that caters to who and how you are yeah and that's actually really you brought up a really good point with that that I forgot to mention is that it actually all the answers are within as well. That's a huge point yeah. that I want to bring home. And I don't mention this enough. And that's, yeah. I don't know anybody as well as they know themselves. People yes. think that I know them better and they're yeah. often reaching out and outsourcing their health. Yeah. And that's because they have tried certain ways and they've just become disillusioned or lost with the the, the massive shit that, that, that they're <laughs> wading through this sea of information. Yeah. Like and trying to work out what's best for them, it's exhausting. So it's easier yeah. for them to go to someone who's done training, go, "You sort it out, please," yeah. because I've been trying and it's not working out for me. But I think what it also gives people is, and I say this to people, I say, yeah. my role here is to make myself unemployable. If yeah. you're still seeing me in two years' time, or it's obviously dependent on the client, then I yeah. haven't done my job properly. I don't mm. want to make you reliant on me and my solution. My job is to get you to tune into your body and, yeah. and mind because really it's just about decoding. The body has its own unique language, which expresses through pleasure yes. and pain, and, and it's unique for everyone the way that it does that. Yeah. And it's really just about getting people back to that inner wisdom of how am I feeling? How, how does this food make me feel after I eat it? Like what, what do I feel after this exercise? And really just starting to get confidence and tuning into that intuition Sometimes it's just intuition or it's actually the body sending them a message of, hang on, no, this you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, don't, um, don't have that again. Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah. then I just give them the tools and resources for when that inevitably, inevitably happens because we're all humans, life happens, and that's the other beautiful thing is that Ayurveda is such a gentle science. It's really about yeah. we are going to have things like that. We are going to 
go off track for whatever reason at times. And if you've got tools and resources there that you can tap into at any time to bring you back on course, that's invaluable because then you feel like, well, I feel like then no matter what comes my way, I actually have tools there that I can tap into to be able to support me in that. I don't have to go, oh, shit, I need to book an appointment with my naturopath or this. And and that's not to say that I'm not saying that people shouldn't have support, but you then get a feeling for who is the best support for you and at what time. Absolutely. It's not like, oh, I've got this problem come up. I now need to go to this person to tell me how I can fix it. It gives you that inner knowing for how you can fix it yourself, I guess. Yeah. I think that was a really important and beautiful point you made where you're, where, where, you know, that we do have all the answers ourselves. It's just yep. that potentially our programming has been to outsource, like anything, right? Yeah. Outsource it to someone else and they will fix it for you. Hmm. But it, do, it actually, it doesn't get fixed. No. And often for me, at least I felt like when I did that, um, they were not really able to join the dots in terms of what was going on for me and how it was all connected and what was the underlying cause of all of the stuff that I was having. And I was just, I was ignoring my own intuition at that time because I didn't trust myself. I'd gone so far along. To be honest, it got to a point where when I had a diagnosis, I was actually relieved and that's not a very nice place to be. But it was fucking... It was a relief because I went, oh, it's not all in my head, finally. And I probably yes. created it all in that process through my own thinking. Yeah. Whatever it was, it was like, finally, yes, okay, I have, I know what's going I've on. Now I know thing. how to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't wish that on anyone to be in that situation. No. no. Um, I think I was going to make it. Sorry, I was going to make another point there, but that yeah. would have gone on a whole nother 15-minute conversation no, about the six stages of disease. Yes, but that's true, right? Because, you know, well, I mean, I sound like I'm like, you know, let me brainwash you here. But I do think that it's, <laughs> if you're listening, let me brainwash you into this. But it is like. That, between that and the flickering screen that I that's have. That's right. <laughs> well, they wouldn't be able to see that. No. That's all right. Lorena's screen has got an odd flicker. It's not. I don't know, I've seen it a couple of times, but um, someone the other day apparently asked her if she was trying to brainwash them. I'm like, oh, well, you know, yes. Did you say yes? Yes, I am. Are you buying what I'm, are you, you know. So, I, you know, the, I suppose the thing is, is that like, like anything in the way that we have largely been encouraged to lead our lives mm. in the current, you know, the, the current way we live yeah. is to outsource 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 Hmm. until we have lost that knowingness with ourselves and then it becomes this self-perpetuating model right Hmm. whereas what you're saying is hang on if we intervene here and bring you back to some sort of like recognition and reconnection with your body yeah and when we say body, we're like the 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 spiritual side of your body as well. So your mm. emotional and physical health. Then, I mean, aside from putting a, you know a lot of people out of business, mm. it's a pretty empowering perspective for people to lead their lives from. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah, it gives people the power back. Yeah. Um, with 
knowing that they can actually manage their own health, which for so many people, they don't think they can do that. Yeah. And they go, but someone with um, eight years of medical training must know better than me. But to be fair, and yes, I'm not an anti-medical person. No, neither am I. I mentioned this next comment. And I actually think there is a place for everything. Yeah. But there's a place and it's got to be the right circumstance. So modern medicine is really fantastic for trauma. I'm not going to my Ayurvedic doctor if I break my leg, for example. (laughs) I will go to the hospital and be treated by a doctor. Yes. Um, But, you know, and I've I've got friends that are doctors and they've said this, so I'm not speaking out of turn. Where And funnily enough, I have doctors coming on my retreat. Yeah. Um, one of them to cure her gut health um, and another one for learning about meditation to take back to her clients. So they, they even say in a five-year medical degree, they do one uh, subject in nutrition. Yeah. So they're not, they're not trained in how to deal with preventative health. health. And that's not, that's, that's, there's no right or wrong. They just, they don't know. It's so just how it really, is, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So they're really good at treating things when they show up, which Oh, maybe we should got come. I just reinvite myself on. But if you wanted to do another one on the six stages of disease, yes, and how it is, it actually explains exactly yeah. how Ayurveda can be preventative and why yeah. it is that um, things progress through to, um, you know, uh, to doctors and medical care and yeah. how we can actually bridge that gap. But yeah. um, uh, I lost my train of thought. Um, what was I your, saying? Your friend who's the doctor was talking about how trauma is, you know, if you experience trauma, yes, a Western, like someone trained in Western medicine is the way to to treat that, like broken leg, broken arm, you know, heart yeah. surgery. Yeah, exactly. Even chronic disease, I'll kind of carve out of this because I think chronic disease is just that. It is the chronic experience of an emotional condition which yep. then manifests in a physical disease. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. completely agree. Mm. And like even if you look at, uh, funnily enough, some of or a lot of the things that are in the Western medical field are actually originally yeah. derived from Ayurveda. Like in Ayurveda, we yes. do a pulse diagnosis that is way more in-depth than the pulse one we do now, but that's yes. come from ancient teachings from thousands of years ago. Yeah. You know, um, medical... Um, like Western medical, the industry has only been around for two to 300 years. Yes, yes. Um, but things like Ayurveda and Chinese herbal medicine that was also yeah. derived from Ayurveda um, is five, 6,000 years old. Um, and, you know, I think it's really also about we haven't yet been able to get to a point where we can manufacture something as good as what the body can do naturally. Absolutely. So, you know, medication is never, in my experience, yes. purely from my experience, yes. um, it's never as good because you're trying to replicate a process that the body can do naturally, naturally. with something that is a synthetic um, compound that is made in a lab that also has other effects on the body that some of them aren't even tested yet. We don't even know that it, that, 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 that is a side effect of the treatment because. Yeah. We well, then if you mix that one with this one, then what happens? Well, yes. we don't know. So. Yeah. Um, it can be dangerous, um, a dangerous place to play in, I guess. Yeah. Because I think like, I know I've shared this with you, but the last trip, the last drug I was on for um, the cancer prognosis was a drug called Keytruda, just not going to pronounce the chemical name, Keytruda. And it's primary, like in really simplistic terms, 
is that mm-hmm. it retrains the immune system to take the break off cancer cells, which is what stops the immune system from seeing. The only reason cancer is cancer is because the immune system can't see it to, or yep. get to it to do its job. Mm-hmm. And this drug I was on, which has been super like amazing application across a number of cancers now, not just melanoma. Mm. That's what it that's what it does in really simple terms. It just knocks the break off so the immune system can get to the cancer cell and do its thing. Yeah. So it's actually Yeah. You just the yeah. drug is actually getting the body to do what to do what it would, it would do, do anyway. Would yeah. to do what it would do if it could see. And I yeah. suppose that getting into a big conversation about cancer, but I'm like, you know, again, it's like has the way you know, I find it I, I find it so interesting and intriguing how there is still a debate around, you know, our nutrition and our health. I'm like, mm. come on, can we just agree that this yeah. is like the link is like we cannot dispute this now. No. The way that we feed our body impacts the way that our body actually operates, you know. Mm-hmm. And I suppose on that note, it's like the way that we feed our body with our thoughts and our emotions and our lack of regulation of emotions and the situations that we encourage ourselves to stay in Mm. because we don't think that like if we really embraced the impact that these things could have on our health, I think we would have a completely different way of looking at our emotional health. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Instead of just medic. I mean, I, I'm not a believer in antidepressants. I'm not. I'm not, not to say that I'm not a believer in antipsychotic medication. I think there are situations where, you know, there is a very complicated chemical response happening in the brain. Mm. and that sometimes we do need to intervene to short circuit that but in yeah. terms of antidepressants I'm, I'm no I yeah yeah and it's not actually fixing the root cause of the issue no. which is generally why people become dependent and even with things like Nexium which is yeah. one of the most popular drugs out there yeah um that uh is for things like reflux and the yes. one that I was supposed to be on because apparently there's no cure for that yeah um yeah I which I specifically asked at the time was there any lifestyle related stuff I could do because I didn't know about Ayurveda at the time yeah. but he said no no um but all it does is suppress stomach acid and generally it then causes it disrupts the natural balance of the body to actually then correct that naturally so when people yeah. come off it it's usually worse yeah so because then it's overcompensating because you've been suppressing it for so long so it's like what is actually the thing that is causing that to begin with? And when yeah. I actually dealt with the root cause of what was going on for me, yep, uh, which was a, a shit ton of uh, trauma and emotional stuff that I'd been holding on to for a long, long time. So right. I let that go and my IBS went away. My reflux went away on its own. I didn't actually have to treat any of that. They were all symptoms of what yes. the underlying issue was. That won't be the case for everyone. But I, I see it too often now that you deal with clients that you deal with the the actual root cause of the issue yeah and those other things are usually the body just progressing and trying to tell you not happy with this you know and so now your gut goes out and then now your skin will break out please stop doing this yeah can we please i'm giving you all the signals to please stop doing this yeah and we're trying and i think that's 
where a lot of women that I see are up to, they've yeah. lost hope. And when you lose hope, it's really hard to come back from that. You know, yeah. if you always feel like there can be and is a way that you may be able to get out of something, then and at one point when I was had almost died from my health issues and I remember lying on I'll never forget where I was you know those defining moments in life yes. where I was and what I was doing yeah and I literally was lying on the bathroom floor and I'm like fucking just excuse the language am I like swear on your podcast yeah go for it yeah. <laughs> I'm like this Have is literally what life is just take me now honestly yeah. I do not want to be here if this is what it's like my parents yeah. suffered their whole life as well I'm now going down the same route as they yeah. did why would I want to be here? Like yeah. I, the only thing I had at that time was that hope thing that I just mentioned is I had a little glimmer of hope there that went, I don't know how, but there is a way out of this. There is yeah. a better way. I do want to have a family of my own one day. Yes. So that's all I had then. So we need yeah. to keep hold of that hope that there is a way that we can heal ourselves. There is a way women and men and anyone can turn things around because you lose that. And then it's really hard to come back from that place. It is, isn't it? But I think too, you know, it's like the more that you can get this, you're like your type of message out there, then, you know, yeah, it, exactly. it, does, it doesn't have to be much more than like that tickle of curiosity to just see if something else might work for you. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I generally get women that are in their 40s 40, 40 to yeah. about 65 because they're usually at a point where um, they do have chronic issues at that point yes. that they've tried to deal with with other yes. ways that haven't worked for them, and so they're more open to it at that point, yeah. I feel. Um, I so talking to someone last night, and I'm like, and, you know, it was a, it was a male friend of mine. He's like, oh, this stuff's going on and uh, with, in his space, and I said, I said, yeah, no shit. I said, like, this is the age where, you know, oh, it all comes home to roost for women, you know. Yeah. We're like, and he's like, what do you mean? I said, we think of, like, menopause as like this, oh, well, I'm losing my cycle, right? Yeah. But it's so much more than that. Yeah. So it's so much more than that of where we're transitioning from. And it's so much more of than that in terms of where we're transitioning to, you know. Mm. Yeah. Yes, we are leaving behind like the reproductive days, the days of creation of life, right? Mm. But we're transitioning into this amazing, you know, I, like I need to work on my acceptance of the word crone because I'm like, God, that's just like, you know, not a good word. But if <laughs> I, that's all a perception piece, right? So I can work yeah. on that. But we're transitioning from this space of like, you know, creation creation of life to this space of like this is where we get to all of the stuff that we have learnt mm. we get to trend like this is where it alchemizes yeah and so I suppose it's like if we haven't dealt with the physical and the emotional pain then there is mm. no surprise to me that it's this stage of life where it comes and it drops into the crucible of yeah now, now what am I going to do exactly yeah, and also um, there was something you touched on there, two things. One is that, yeah, there are actually phases of life and, and seasons in life. Yeah. There are daily season, seasonal um, adjustment influences. There are um, actual seasonal adjustments with like yeah. summer, winter. So yeah. we need to take all of those things into account and generally yeah. we don't and expect that we're going to continue 
to do things the way that we've done it and not even take into account our difference in um, the season in life we're at, yes. um, the time of day it is, um, what season it is, whether it's summer and winter, very different. Yeah. So I talk in, speak into a lot of that as well because yeah. it takes, it actually, if we, the closer we align ourselves with nature, the healthier that we actually are and scientists are seeing yeah. that more and more that uh, the closer we align to the cycles of nature, um, the better things are for us. For us, and, yeah. And so I speak in to, to a lot of women who are either premenopausal or menopausal yeah. and, and say to them, this is actually a beautiful time. And they like laugh at me in the beginning. But I'm like, there's some, there are some, you know, beautiful things about it. If we can just manage the horrific downsides that everyone talks about and yeah. the focus is always on oh this is such a horrible time it's for a women horrible time but it doesn't have women. to be it doesn't no. have to be yes um and I know you and I have spoken about this but I may because I'm like I don't know what is I'm perimenopausal whatever it is you know maybe yeah. I'm menopausal by now I don't know but for me like when this I didn't even realize it had started then I'm like oh no I think it has started yeah. So I went to the doctor and I'm like, do we need to do anything? And unfortunately for me, I had quite a nice GP, a bit of yeah. a forward thinking GP at this stage. And he's like, why? Why do you want to do tests? Yeah. I'm like, well, don't we need to know? And he's like, do you feel any different? I'm like, I feel a little bit different. He goes, do you feel like there's a difference that we need to intervene in? And I'm like, no. And he's like, well, why do we need to, why do we need yeah. to run a bunch of tests and, and then yeah. decide we're going to do something when, you know. Yeah. And I right. thought, and it really prompted a thought within me. I'm like, okay, if I'm menopausal, I've heard all the horror stories. Mm. My mum had like the complete meltdown at at this age. Yeah. Had a, a hysterectomy. The whole, you know, everything happened now. Mm. And I just thought to myself, you know, and I've had some real physical changes. I shared with everyone when I was like what the hell is going on with my uterus and estrogen and like this incontinence thing that started, you know? Yeah. And then I just made a decision. I'm like, this is just like any other transition in my life. Yeah. And no, it's not. How can it be horrible? Exactly. And it just feels worse because we probably have other health issues by that stage. Most people stacked on top of that, that exasperates that, feeling so yeah. say for example hormonal changes if someone's already got hormonal imbalance and then they go start going through that phase it's going to amplify yes. anything so yeah i think that's why it's so important people take the word empowered now because everybody uses it but it is a good word so I'll use it. <laughs> it's <laughs> a great why everyone uses it yes it it's is so overused but um, i know it really empowers people to as they go through those different phases in life knowing okay i'm noticing these changes in my body now how do i need to adjust my lifestyle and routine yeah. accordingly and that's all it is it's yeah. just and then tuning that's why again if people uh become really self-aware about what are the messages their body and mind is sending them they can deal with any phase because then they've already interpreted that so when they get to premenopause they'll notice yes. those things a lot more because they'll be so much more self-aware yes that they slightly out they'll go oh yeah i'm really feeling like my digestion is off today or has been for the last week yeah and i know the things i need to do to be able to bring that back in line um in a way that's right for me and there's something else i was going to mention but i keep forgetting it'll come back to you yeah 
But I think that's the thing too, to come back to what you said earlier too, it's like we often get scared of embracing this stuff because we feel like mm. everything else has been so hard. You know, when I, when I diet, when I exercise, when I, I've had to give up, like often we've come from this space of like really denying ourselves mm. of denying ourselves of any manner of things yeah. and really punishing ourselves because we think that gets us the end goal. Yeah, exactly. But to your point about it, Ayurveda is not like that. It's a very gentle medicine. It's a yeah. gentle way of, and when I say medicine, I mean like holistic. Well, yeah. I mean, in the spiritual sense of this is your medicine, what you need, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, like your prescription, it's very gentle. And so in terms of like making those like the forever choice for yourself hmm. is a so, it, it's a much more it's an easeful process it is yeah Yeah. and I want to speak into that actually because in uh people come to me and they go oh this is they're already thinking and it's probably largely due to previous experiences they've had and other people have been to I, I know I need to make a change but I really just I don't have the capacity or I'm already overwhelmed yeah. and I but I know I need to find the time to be yeah. able to implement this and most of them are at a point of stress and overwhelm going I don't even know how I'm going to do that because yeah. they either feel too stressed and overwhelmed to do it yeah. or they feel like I they don't already have enough time in the day that's a really common thing and what I say to that is when you actually know the right things for you you can achieve health in less time and people that always blows people away and still yeah. I get blown away by it at times because yeah. I keep getting into this conditioning of, oh, I've got to go train for at least an hour. And then I go, no, I don't. Yeah. I I say to people, let's tailor your yoga routine to actually do postures that are good for your body type. And you know that you need based on their health goals, their lifestyle, um, health issues they might have. And so you can do a yoga routine then in half an hour that would get you a far better result than an hour at a class at a gym that is like all one size fit all that has 25 people in the room that, is really not tailored for you at all at all Um, yeah so yeah and I think the more people build on that the more powerful it gets and they realize oh this is great like I'm actually I don't have to exercise for an hour yes I actually feel better just doing half an hour and of this specific type of exercise or um, eating a specific thing Um, and also a really important thing is that people are always surprised too when they don't have to deprive themselves and it's not about that either and so many things out there really about in order for me to be healthy I need to suffer yes I need to uh have the this huge amount of willpower to get through it suffer through it it has to be that I'm cleansing and detoxing to a point where I'm on on the toilet for a week and I feel like shit and you know I'm withdrawing and all this stuff that's not actually how it has to be. No. And you don't have to deprive yourself to be healthy and well. And I, I really want to reiterate that to people because yeah, I've realised yeah. that for myself and that has given me so much more peace around yeah. health and wellness and even um, a healthier relationship with it because I'm like, I I just listen to my body now and and eat what I want based on what my body is actually telling me it needs. Um, there's no story around that in terms of how much portion yeah. control, how many protein, fats, and carbs. And I don't listen to any of that anymore. Yeah. So um, I think 
that's also a huge, a huge weight off women particular shoulders because it's not about a number on a scale. It's not about, well, how much do you weigh or yeah. do you fit into this dress size or whatever? It's nothing about that. Like a cuffer right. woman will be, can be a healthy size 14 or 16 yeah. because that's their body type they're born with. And a, a barter could be a size eight. Is the cuffer yeah. person ever going to be a size eight? No, but does that mean there's anything wrong with that? Absolutely no. not. And that's the other thing as well, you know. It's the really recognition hard. of different, yeah. The recognition of different body types, like different physiological makeups, you know. Yeah, and healthy regardless of size. Yes, um, and that plays into the whole depriving yourself and really maximizing any health and wellness program, because then it becomes a healthy relationship with I'm just going to do what it is that I'm feeling like I need in this moment, rather than I have to do this because I want to lose five kilos which in actual fact, most of my clients eat more and bigger portions yes. um, and end up dropping weight because a lot of the time the weight is fluid retention, is the body actually holding on to physical and emotional or both toxicity. Yeah. And then once they start to do those things, they just lose weight naturally. Mm. They're not even trying to do it. So, yeah. yeah. And the point too is it's like that weight is not to achieve something that's unrealistic. Mm. It's to actually yeah. return to like your physiological type. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, love 100%. that. I just wanted to, yeah, I really wanted to touch again too on it's like with all these things, it's like, you know, this easeful way of being in tune with your body and your needs. Yeah. And that it is like your model is to not have people tied to you for eternity it is to educate and raise a sense of awareness for people and possibility and that and to become like you know your own advocate and you know that sense of um self-responsibility self-regulation around your health Mm, absolutely Mm. yeah and i think um, I, I went to a natural practitioner years ago. Um, yeah. I won't mention the type because yeah. I wouldn't want the trolls to come out and yeah. me all the reasons why <laughs> they're good. Which don't say I, that about this. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But um, <laughs> again, everyone has its place, and it, yeah. it, it's also whether you actually get a legitimate person within that space as well. Absolutely. And that's also why it's important for people to trust their own intuition about what's right for them. Yep. Um, because I've been burnt even lately. Um, I haven't trusted my intuition and it, every yes. time I haven't, it's burnt me because I've gone on a recommendation from somebody else who um, they had a really good result from or experience with. And so because I, I, um, I what's the word? I trust, that's not the word, but I trust that person. Yeah. I've gone, well, I'm going to trust whoever it is that you're it worked using. for them. Yeah. yeah, and I found that that's not the case for me. And I didn't check in with myself at that time and go, hang on, I'm very different here. I've got to practice what I preach sometimes. Yes. And yes. I'm reminded about yeah. what happens when you don't. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I remember going to this practitioner and um, I was, every time I'd go back, I think it was like once a month or every three weeks. The first yeah. time I went, it was $300 for the appointment, $500 for supplements. So it was $800 appointment. Didn't have it, but... There are people out there that prey on that because people oh, yeah. are in desperation and they're suffering, so oh, yeah. they'll find the money, right? Um, and yeah. so I did. And then I, I'm like six, 12 months in and I'm off some of the other stuff 
but not off all of it. And then every time I'm going in, I'm being given more things to take. And I'm thinking, well, I didn't think enough then um, because, again, I didn't trust myself enough. But I, I look back on that now and go, what what was I doing? Like yeah. if that person was supporting me and yeah. I was actually getting better, why was I still completely reliant on them 12 months in and still on some of the same medication? If that medication or the supplements were working, yeah. why am I still on them? Or yeah. the argument there is, I guess, that chronic some chronic health issues won't resolve in a year. So just to counteract that before anyone says anything about it is yes, but you would expect that you would see an improvement over the year. Which Absolutely. I yeah. yeah. I know that when I was in the, and, and like, I get it, I get it. It's, it's like, we all have a, wherever we are in our journey is where we're drawn to. Right. But yeah, I mean, exactly. when I was in cancer treatment, I went down the path of like some alternative, you know, holistic options and spent mm -hmm. a fortune yeah Spend that's where the 200 grand came from that i mentioned at the start is yeah getting to that point yeah um and as i said i want to really reiterate though it's not about not having those people because there's so many great people like yeah um, i use acupuncture is i uh, uh, acupuncture technically ayurvedic no but if it's going to work for someone great it's not and that's the other thing it's not about one modality over another modality i don't no. look at and go oh this is the best thing in the world and there's nothing else that's going to help people. Yeah. It's like, no, it's about, again, people taking the bits. So I say to people, I'll share the information. You take what resonates with you from yes. this. You take what resonates with you from that yes. and you pull in your own things that yeah. are aligned for you. Yeah. Um, and that's how I think everyone has its place because then some people might go, in addition to the Ayurvedic stuff I'm doing, I'm also going to do, um, I can't think of an example now. What's an example? Acupuncture. I don't know. Acupuncture. Maybe a bit of, yeah. you know, naturopathy. Maybe you'll do something else, but homeopathy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So people go, oh, I know that these pieces work for me with this and yeah. um, other these other things are really complementary and work well yeah. for me. Great. But that's about you doing that because you know that that's the right thing for you and not because somebody else said that that was the right thing for you or it worked yeah. for them, or it worked for their sister or their friend or your yeah. friend or whatever, you know? But that's the distinction, isn't it? When someone steps into your space in the space of this medicine is that it's yeah. the encouragement to become your mm. own advocate. Yeah. Learn no. for yourself what resonates for you. Learn to listen to your body so that, yeah, you can incorporate anything you like and you, mm. you will know if that is indeed for you. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm conscious of the time and I know you probably have things to do. I do have a client that I have in a second. <laughs> I've had a consultation. I, beautiful. And so I, if there was one thing you could share with people. I always hate it. I have my own podcast and I ask people that. I know. Shit, now I've what one that. thing? What do you mean one <laughs> yeah. thing? <laughs> but if you could share like you know if you could leave people with like one thing that really you know yeah like resonated or empowered them to do something what would that be to trust themselves and the and and the knowing that they actually their body has the capacity to be able to heal itself yeah and just to start the journey of that for themselves yeah. 
start the inquiry and as you said the curiosity around how could they do that in a way that is right for them right for them um yeah and as an example like I cop a lot of flack from people because I don't sell anything off a website or online yes. and people will be I like honestly I'll get abuse from people about that because they'll go oh but you know what are you hiding what are you not telling people and I'm I'm going because I actually want to have a conversation with you about yeah. what is actually right with you for, for yeah. you. And that might not actually be this. So for the retreat, for example, I have an yeah. application process and people call. Yes. Yeah. Some people have a real issue with that. Um, and I'm like, that's okay. It's not for you then, but I need to yeah. know what somebody's actually, what their health goals are, what's actually going on for them. And I'll actually say to people, if I don't feel like that is the right thing for them, I'm not in this to just try and sell people. I'm in this because of the, personal journey that I've had with this and what it's yes. done for me and the hope that I can impart that onto some with somebody yes. else um and so um I think and that's curious isn't it because it's not it's not for you to upsell someone it's actually a massive integrity piece yeah it is exactly. it's like it's the opposite it, of what they're yeah, actually saying it's the opposite yeah. of what you actually think it's like well you could go and buy six hundred dollars worth of supplements off me if I had an e-commerce shop yeah. But I actually want to talk to you to see if this is for you. Yeah. And I'll say to them, if it if they're not at the right place or if it's not, then I have no problems actually saying that to people. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, that's that's the difference, I guess. And that's the important thing. Maybe for people, what they could do is just to start asking more questions yeah. when they are speaking to people and yeah. um, getting a feel for do they feel as though this person is actually, does this person have my best interest? Yeah. Or are they just trying to, you know, make, yeah. make money from me? Yeah. Um, yeah. And just honouring, you know, honouring that space where if it does not feel like it is for you, then, you know, listen to that. I think it is hard, though, for people to be honest, though, because people come to me and go, go I wouldn't even know what it feels like to feel good or I wouldn't know how to trust my intuition at the mm. moment. I guess that's a journey and process for them to be able to get back to that point. Um, but it is doable. I think that's Absolutely. just having, having that hope and trust that they just yes. need to work through that process in a way that is right for them and only them. And I don't even know what's best for them better than they know. Yes. Um, and I also think the other piece, I know you said one, but the other okay. bit is really about um, please un come away from this knowing that health does not have to be suffering and depriving yourself yes. it can actually be really nourishing and a nurturing yeah. and positive experience and i really want to ed educate or raise awareness of that because we're so conditioned by so many things out there even with i won't mention names of some fad stuff that's around at the moment yeah. it really yeah. is it's quite extreme and um it, it can be quite dangerous and it's yeah. not really regulated and people are doing it because it it can and some of it does get results in the in the short term but it's shocking the body to do something that it can actually do naturally without having to resort without to having to do that we yeah. don't have to do that but i think when people get desperate and disillusioned they're like well nothing else works i'm going to go um i nearly said what the thing was then i'm going to go do <laughs> that thing <laughs> but i really because i just don't want the focus to be on me saying something about, about it anything, no, yeah, it's not about that it's not I about can, that i completely you know? get it it's not yeah. about it's not about saying anything to and that's beautiful that's a beautiful sentiment you're not trying to yeah. detract from someone else to reinforce right. your message it's just that 
you know, I mean, well, that's a whole bigger piece, isn't it? The obsession we have with the hustle, the grind and the denial yeah, because we think this is the model for success. And that's, uh, and that just maybe we can know. talk about that in another podcast. Maybe we do a series. I usually, it's quite funny. <laughs> Most podcasts I do, I end up doing like at least two. The yeah. last, last one I did was a part one and part two because we yes. ended up talking like hours on this topic. <laughs> maybe you could ask people if they're interested in learning more or yeah. what, what they got from this and if there's something they would what, like me to expand on that will add yeah. value to them, then I'm happy to speak into that. I would love you to come back. Yay. Yay. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me.